and welcome back to another episode of Come Over for Dinner. I am so glad you've joined us today. I have a very special guest. Her name is Faith. Welcome, Faith. Thank you for having me. Okay, tell us a little bit about you. Uh, I am an old lady artist. (laughs) She is not an old lady artist. Well, I'm getting there. I'm an old lady artist, and I'm a wife and mother, and I live, I now live here in Moscow, Idaho, but I'm originally from the desert, and I, uh, yeah, so that's kind of everything I do and say today is, is probably somehow influenced by being from a long line of pioneers and living in the desert. Um, but yeah, now I live here way up north where I am writing and painting and raising kids and um, a wife of an entrepreneur. So yeah, that's very, what, yeah, that's what I'm up to these days. Very fun. Yeah. So when you say desert, the Sahara, <laughs> the Sa- it's close, the Sonoran desert actually is, is officially, yeah. So the Sonoran desert is actually, um, Southern Arizona, a little bit of Northern Mexico. And then I think a little tiny sliver goes into New Mexico. Um, but it is the only official place where the saguaros grow. So if you see saguaro, which is kind of what everyone associates with the desert, they actually only grow in the Sonoran Desert. Really? Yes. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm sure they blow here and there and people planted them. But And it's also um, a federal crime, actually, to knock those over. Really? Yeah, and they take hundreds of years to grow. Anyway, so I'm a huge fan of the desert. That's where I feel most at home mm-hmm. is um, in southern Arizona. So is, is a lot of your art inspired by the desert? Yeah, I would say in a lot of art and what I write is very much influenced by um, generations of crazy people living there and uh, (laughs) um, pioneers living there and um, being uh, in a close proximity to Mexico and being in close proximity to even places like Southern California. So yeah, very much so. I would say people, even my my mannerisms and the way I speak and the vocabulary I use and the little bit of Spanish here and there, everything sort of, yeah, from comes from you, there. Yeah. Where you grew up. Where I grew up, Very for sure. Fun. Yeah. So as an artist, you have a few claims to fame, or at least in my mind, I have heard tale that you have been featured or some of your art has been featured. Well, know, it hasn't really been featured, but it hasn't necessarily been featured, it but is. my stuff has shown up a lot of places. Um, I'm, I'm really grateful. I'm grateful that people have invested in my art. I don't sell prints. I only sell original pieces. And so for those pieces to be used by uh, designers like Leanne Ford or um, Nate Berkus even on different products they've had has been really, really cool. And then to be in a couple magazines and have some shows, mostly in Arizona, and then actually did have one small show in Dallas has been just really cool. Um, not featured always in the background, uh, but it's like, Oh wait, there's my piece. But I do sell, that's not true. I do have prints with Juniper prints house, which is an amazing place actually also out of Arizona. And, but they sell all over and your listeners might know who they are, but the cool thing is they sell digital downloads, but also large prints of specific artists. And there's not many artists. I think now they do a lot of museum prints. Um, but I do get a small royalty check from them every month, which I'm grateful for. Very small, but that's nice. And so there are a lot of folks that have used that because it's an affordable way to put a piece in their house. But I, um, 
yeah, I would like people to invest in original pieces. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot more fun that way. Yes. Yeah. Well, then you really, truly have one of a kind. Yeah. And you do. Print that's yeah. Been duplicated hundreds yeah. Of and it just doesn't look as nice and it's nice to have a piece that's got real paint on it mm-hmm. and there's some effort and there's some thickness. And even if I commission something similar for someone, let's say, Oh, I love the painting you did for so-and-so. I'd like something similar and I do something the same. It's always just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really neat. It's more of an investment for people. Sure. Or I'd hope it would be. Well, for sure. Yeah. And then it's something they can pass along to, you know, when yeah. they pass on to their kids or something. Right. And it's very unique. Piece. Right. Right. So when you are featured in the background of HGTV, <laughs> do you happen sure. to just see it or does a friend? Yeah. Usually it someone sees you? it. Usually someone sees it or it comes across in an Instagram screenshot or a post or something like that. that so very fun. yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. It's really a fun thing. It's not happening as much anymore because I'm kind of shifted to writing. But, um, I do have a new, um, can I do a shameless plug? I do have, uh, new pieces coming out. I notice a typo, but they're coming out November 15th. Mm -hmm. So I'll have a new next new round of paintings coming up and a rebranded website. And that's faith com, and we can write it somewhere so we can get the spelling right. But, uh, yeah, so I'll have a new load of paintings up original pieces and then also I've been writing there. So it's kind of funny. So it's a blog and a yeah. store. Yeah. Oh, very fun. Yeah. I used to have a blog back in the day uh-huh. and sort of stopped writing because the internet shifted and okay. people became bloggers became a thing. And I don't know, it just wasn't something it I was interested overrun. in doing. Yeah. And I was doing at the time I was working in the political field. I was doing working for a public affairs firm, um, firm doing campaigns, doing political campaigns. And I started it then. And anyway, I just was like, yeah, this is not really the people. This is a my scene. So I stopped writing, which I shouldn't have done. Right. <laughs> and hindsight's 2020. 20, and so I've kind of restarted it. A lot of it's um, humor. I wouldn't say it's very serious. You're not going to get any tips on meals or DIY projects on there. <laughs> I'm not going to be dissecting a Bible versus like, I'm not going to be doing it on those kinds of things. Most of it's storytelling, but well, that's very, yeah. you have to have things like that to read as well. You want some lighthearted yeah. things that just encourage you and make you laugh and that sort right. of thing. So, so when you are hosting family, of course, but yeah. friends also, yes. when you have guests coming over, what yes. is one of your favorite menus you would serve? Well, first of all, we have lots of guests. That's amazing. And family staying in our house. I don't, I think there was only one 24 hour period, which we did not have people staying in our house this summer. So we, and I'm not exaggerating. So we have a full time job of hosting. Unfortunately, I am not a chef or a cook. Um, I don't, that's just not something I have ever cared about doing, (laughs) but much better at painting. I'm much better at the entertaining part. (laughs) Um, but I do what I do love to do is two things to serve a meal to make Mm -hmm. sure is again, because my roots are sort of in, um, in the Southwest, we do like to do Mexican food. And one of the things that we like to make is machaca beef and machaca. It's so easy to make. It's, you know, it's three things you throw in a crock pot. Um, it's beef (laughs) and, um, uh, cracked or, uh, sorry, peppercorns and shallots and water and salt. And what? you stick that in a crock pot. Mm-hmm. You stick I have that in a crock pot. Yes. And you pull it apart and then you serve it with fresh salsa, which we can put up on your site as well mm-hmm. as how to do that. Um, which I learned from my tío, my 
Dio Benjamin, my uncle Benjamin, uh, who was married into our family and grew up in northern Mexico. And so he makes the kind of food, which Sonoran Mexican food, which is very specific to, mm-hmm. that is comforting to me and feels like home and tastes like home. And it's usually a crowd pleaser and it's really easy. Yes. And then the beef and then fresh homemade salsa, which my husband makes. Um, it's incredible. I actually do know how to make that as well. <laughs> and serving that with tortillas and beans. And it's really simple. And it's so easy, but it is amazing. Yeah. And then people, you know, the thing that's great about having a lot of people is you want people to be able to kind of tailor the food how they want it Mm -hmm. when you're serving, when you're not just having a couple over for dinner, but you're having all of their kids or all different ages and stages of life and all different kinds of people. It's nice to have something that you can, they can shift themselves in buffet style, but also have something kind of special that they probably don't make it, usually make at home. That's not something they, yeah, definitely not something I would have made. Yeah. I don't think people usually make homemade salsa and, and, uh, this kind of specific beef. Mm -hmm. Um, but you pull it, it's kind of like almost like a pulled pork, but it's Mm -hmm. beef. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. So we make that, that is kind of our go-to. It's easy to make. It's kind of always in season. It tastes, it can taste light for summer, but it can be heavy for winter. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of, it's, it doesn't hold to any one season. Right. So we do a lot of that, but I think before people come over and usually because I feel like we have so many people stay with us, the food shifts sometimes to just snacks in their, in the guest room. (laughs) I like to make a mini bar in the guest room. Oh, that's very fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I have like, um, it's like a vintage metal, um, I want to know what you call it, like a tray, like mm-hmm. almost like an old school toolbox. You know, the toolboxes that are just the two triangles with the lid on top or the handle that goes across. Yes. I don't know if I can imagine that, but anyway, yes. just oh, like, I do know what you're yeah, open. yeah, it's it an open toolbox and it just has a bar like garden shed box yes. toolbox. Um, I don't know what, what the official name is for that, but I have one of those and I stick it on the dresser in the guest room and I always make sure that there's, there's things there. So sparkling water, regular water bottles, usually like a smaller can of Coke or Sprite, um, some kind of, you know, fun drink like that. I have two, there's these drinks that help you sleep called Psalm and you can get sugar or no sugar in them. So if someone's traveling Mm -hmm. or they have jet lag or they're just having trouble sleeping in a new bed, Mm -hmm. which I have all the time, it's really hard for me to sleep other places. It's so nice for people to be like, Oh, and then I put a little thing, earplugs in there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Because someone's staying with you. They, there's all kinds of background there's so, noises. And there's new noises. Mm-hmm. We, we have dogs. We have one of your dogs. <laughs> <laughs> we have dogs that click, 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 click yes. on the floor. And we live in an old house that was built. I just found out it was built actually in like the 1890s. Really? Yeah. And so, so it's loud. A lot, of, um, a lot of the older homes didn't have the installation that modern homes right. have. Right. And they're just wood and nails, yes. which is loud. If you've yes. ever watched on a platform of just wood and nails, oh, yes. it's loud. Mm-hmm. And that's what the walls are made of. Do you ever so, put a fan in the room for background light You know what? Noise? I it's funny. I don't, but I have a noise machine, and I always the I noise put it in the, would be the same. yeah same kind of thing because mm-hmm. I don't have a ceiling fan in there, and I put it in the dresser in the drawer, and I tell let people know, hey, you know, if you need noise, mm-hmm. we can go ahead and plug this in. That's a great idea. Yeah, I th- so I just had a little sound machine at some there. point in time, but it could be white noise if yeah. they were having right. trouble falling asleep. Yeah, so I have white noise, something to fall asleep, earplugs, um, fruit candy, chocolates. Uh, I usually have a couple bags of popcorn in there. Um, if they're coming from out of town and it's a big deal because we live in Huckleberry world up here, 
which is new to us for being yes. new to the Pacific Northwest. It's new to you. Yeah. And that's kind of a special thing. So I usually put something huckleberry in there for people to. That's very, a yeah. great idea. Yeah. And if I know they're wine drinkers, I will put a bottle of wine and two wine glasses in there. So they don't have to come out and go into the kitchen if they need something. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the idea. You can be comfortable in your room and feel like right. you can get a snack and or have a bottle of a water, bottle of wine, eat the popcorn in bed. I don't care. And, right. Yeah. Eat chocolate in bed. Uh, here, you know, <laughs> right. Like actually It'll get comfortable. Cleaned up later. Yeah. Get cleaned it up. Yeah. So the drink you mentioned, spell it for me. I'm Som. It's S O M. S-O-M. And this you comes in little, like a health food store. No, you can, oh gosh, you can store. just get it at a regular grocery store okay. and they're just little small cans, I've like slim. Yeah. And I've you can get a sugar free anyway. option and another Probably option. Have seen it and just yeah. Right. By it. Right. So it's kind of like giving someone, I guess, a melatonin too. I guess, mm-hmm. you know, you could do that as well, but I like having our guests feel like when they close the door, if they need time, Let's say they just need time. They're introverts (laughs) or they just need time from travel or they've got Mm -hmm. jet lag or they've got a baby they're nursing or they've whatever the situation is and they just need private time. It Mm -hmm. just gives people a space like an actual hotel room, even though it's a room in our home. Right. It makes them feel like they can be shut in there and they don't need to keep coming to me if they need something. I also have a little medicine drawer in there where I have Tylenol and ibuprofen and feminine hygiene things and um, a little sewing kit just so people don't feel like they have to be constantly badgering you. You know, it's sometimes mm-hmm. it's uncomfortable when you stay somewhere and do you have a needle yes. and do you, and do you have this? Oh, I'm allergic to that. Do you have that? <laughs> you know, I know. I've I don't stayed, feel good. Mm-hmm. I've stayed places cause sometimes you forget something or if you brought too many ounces, they'll throw it in the, <laughs> exactly. the airport. Exactly. I've stayed at people's homes that have a little drawer like that and has like a little toothpaste or an extra yeah, toothbrush exactly. or something, yeah. you know, just a little spot of yeah. things because inevitably you do forget something. Exactly. Or I was recently when I flew, I was in the airport and this poor lady in front of me, she had this nice Ziploc bag. She'd remembered to do the clear Ziploc bag of all of her toiletries, <laughs> yeah, but gosh. it was a full-size toothpaste, oh, gosh. a full-size lotion. I don't know what all was in there, but they chunked it all in the trash. I felt so bad for her. Yeah. It was a little bit older lady. But anyway, Oh, that makes like, me feel Aw. sad. I'm always at the airport thinking those <laughs> yes. kind of things. I just, oh. I put a whole jar. One thing problem I have had if I do travel, by the way, if you host me for dinner, if you serve this to me, I, w- I would be happy is, um, just crunchy peanut butter. <laughs> I've had such a hard time a hard around snack. here to find crunchy peanut butter. Now there's skippy or there's something, but it just natural with no, nothing added crunchy peanut butter. And Ida cannot find it in grocery stores here. And so I got some in Phoenix and was or flying it. And I forgot that one was my suitcase and they dumped it. And I oh. almost cried. I was, oh no. Okay. I have ordered Smuckers because that's what I always had in the okay. South. I've ordered Smuckers from Walmart and it's free shipping, okay. but I've gone into Winco here and yeah. they do inside the store have that Adams brand. Yeah. And, but Adams is, terrible. Is it terrible? I know. I, I, I buy it because What's it's what I have. What's your brand that you like? It's Laura Scudder's. I See, I don't even S-C-U-D-D-E-R-S. know that brand. S-C-U-D-D-E-R-S. Uh, and I, I, I have to try to find it. Yeah, it's really good. If next time I fly, I might just get some and ship it back. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's been interesting to like shift products when you move somewhere. It's funny. It is because when you move somewhere else, all the brands are different. Yeah. The grocery stores are different. Mm-hmm. It feels like you're just, I know that when I first started shopping here, I would wander through the grocery stores and literally two hours later emerge. 
Yeah. Because I couldn't find anything. You can't find anything and you're totally thrown from your routine. Yes. Right. You know what to do. Like, for example, we're talking about hosting. I know, okay, someone's coming over tomorrow night for dinner or someone's coming over. Let's get real. I never shopped the day before. Someone's coming over tonight. It's usually a tonight thing with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I need pressure to perform. Right. So <laughs> it's like someone's coming over tonight. I've got to change out the duvet covers, put new sheets on, you know, make sure everything's stocked in the bathroom, um, in the guest bathroom and make sure everything's you know, the mini bar situations fixed. And, um, the other thing I always make sure is to have extra blankets being cold in the middle of the night at someone else's house. I cannot imagine anything worse. It is the worst. Is the I worst am always cold. And yes, so for me, me it's just awful. It is awful. the worst because you can't get warm enough to fall asleep. Yeah. And then you don't sleep all night. And the next day you're not, you feel awful and mm-hmm. you don't want to complain because someone's, you know, hosting you and you, you know, you're, grateful to have the the bed and the pillow under her head. But anyway, so last minute I'm running around and at the grocery store, you know exactly what you need to get, right? Like I know exactly what to go get to get these, you know, the dishes, the five things I need for the meal tonight. Um, I always get really large flour, flour tortillas for the machaca beef. And, I, and then I always have corn for people who are gluten-free and kind of right need to do that. And by the way, this is a great meal for people who do have food allergies because the salsa is fresh. There's rarely anyone who's allergic to a tomato, for example. And so it's all fresh ingredients that most people I would say are not allergic to. There's no seed oils. There's no, um, uh, like gluten in the corn tortillas. There's no, uh, you know, peanuts, right. There's, there's no, what I'm saying. No dairy. No dairy. Right. Exactly. So all of the things it's, this is a safe meal. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've got kids or adults coming over with food allergies, it's kind of great. Or or, or are on some kind of like they're on keto diet or something. Mm-hmm. They can eat. I put enough things out where they can eat the machaca and put lettuce and cheese and other things with it to make almost like a taco salad. And then they don't have to eat you know, tortilla chips or corn tortilla or flour tortilla or whatever. So what are all the things you serve it with? You mentioned tortillas and beef and salsa. Right. So I do the machaca beef. So kind of what goes with it. The main dish is the machaca beef. And then I do refried beans, but I also do black beans. Do you do canned or make your own? I do not make my own. My Tio makes his own. I do not do that. Um, My sister-in-law also makes her own. But a I don't do that. Would be just grabbing yeah. your favorite brand. Yeah, I always do the same Rosarito. Oh, I don't even know what it is. It's the one with the the woman on the can. What is I it, Rosaritos? Yeah, but I, I don't get so. low sodium. I don't get anything. I just get traditional mm-hmm. things. And so beans and then black beans. Mm-hmm. So black beans, refried beans, the beef, t- corn tortillas, tortillas, the salsa, and then if I can get. Um, if I can get the right kind of cojeta, the right kind of cheese that you can sprinkle on it, I'll get that. And then just regular sort of shredded cheese. Cabbage, when you serve cabbage with it and not lettuce. But if I know someone's coming over that is eating keto or has some kind of allergy, I use just iceberg lettuce, chopped up iceberg lettuce. Uh, but I use cabbage with matako beef in a, in a tortilla because that's how we grew up eating it. And then that's it, really. And sometimes we have sour cream. Sometimes we have sour cream. My family has a lactose problem, so we don't usually have it in the house. Mm -hmm. But if I remember, I'll grab a tub at the Mm -hmm. grocery store and put it in in one. And then I am a very, I'm a huge proponent of you don't serve things in the container you bought them in the store. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I have bowls that match and the serving spoons and things like that. So it's set up. And so, you know, when you invite someone over into your home for dinner, you want them to feel like special 
to me. I mean, that's why I invited over. Now, if you're from friends over last minute, I mean, whatever, just grab your paper plates. But I want people when they walk in to feel like we are ready for you. Mm-hmm. We're prepared and we've made an effort mm-hmm. because we love you or we're invested in you or we want to get to know you. And I think when you do those little things, it tells people that it said, yes. Oh, they spent the afternoon getting ready for us. And this is important. And we're here and we're kind of a valuable part of this experience we're about to have. Mm-hmm. And so I, the, a little bit of the extra mile, like setting the table before they get there, um, having your dishes out, I think it's just really nice to do. And that way you can eat pretty quick if the food's yes. hot. Yes. You don't have to stop and set right. plates. And yeah, and it just sim- right. And it just symbolizes we're ready for you. I think that sometimes we take advantage of or we selfishly think our time is more important than others. So we're not on time or we're not prepared for when people come over. Now, of course, the last minute things come up. People are late. Someone has football practice. I mean, there's always the regular life things. But if I can, I like to make the effort, even if it's more than I usually do for my own family. (laughs) (laughs) But because it says, hey, your time is important. Yes. Your time is important. And family is not if you're talking about every single night, they yeah. are very busy with school and sports practices yeah. and all yeah. of that. So sometimes you are plugging in some paper plates or something yeah. on the run. Exactly. But like you're saying, if you have invited guests over and you know they're coming, right. you have time to prep for them. Yeah. And it, yeah. And I want to say, Hey, you're, yeah. And you took time out of your day or your night to get out of your schedule to come over and be with us. We want you to feel like you're the priority. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think doing, like doing the little things in the guest room and wiping, making sure your bathrooms are clean, making sure your dog is um, put away because not everyone likes dogs mm-hmm. even. I mean, just that's, the littlest things I think makes people feel more comfortable when they walk in the door and it makes it just say, um, yes, you're in my space, but this space is also yours for this time. We're both, we're holding space for you right now. It's not just about what we want to do or say or eat. But anyway, the Megan back to the food, <laughs> the dish. Um, to me, that's a comforting meal. Part. Yeah, that's a comforting meal. Yes, it's warm, um, it's fun, it's flavorful, and it's easy for for the for the hostess to prep. Quick while we're cleaning and doing all the other yes. things in the background. Quick question on the cabbage: Do you just serve no. cabbage cabbage cut, or do you yes. turn it into coleslaw? No, no, no. Oh, yeah, you a Southern girl, so I should tell you that. No, no, no. Just straight <laughs> we cut. Turn our I know you turn. Coleslaw. By the way, There's I love involved. coleslaw. <laughs> I love mayonnaise and I love coleslaw. So anything with mayonnaise and coleslaw in it, I'm gonna eat. Right, but this is Hands just down. cut cabbage. Just this is just cut cabbage. This is like shredded cabbage. Or green. Or um, I matter. use purple usually, but if I can't get it green, it's fine. But I usually use purple, and it's a sh- you shred it. Not too, not too thin, not too thin. You want to have the crunch. But you want to have some crunch. Mm-hmm. You want to have some crunch. Which we, you would have more crunch, not turning it into coleslaw. Right. So. <laughs> but again, I do see the point. This is not an anti-coleslaw. Like, right. you could totally yeah. do coleslaw, coleslaw, and it would work. <laughs> totally. And the other thing you can do, which if you really want to go at it, and it's fun, is do roasted corn on the cob, which is another very like Mexican street food, mm-hmm. which you can get all different parts of Mexico, um, which you then sprinkle with. Well, there's all different things you can put on it. Um, some put crema, like a cream. Some put tahini on it. I mean, there's different things that you can go ahead and put on the corn. Do you also the corn, roll but, it in like cojita cheese? And you can sprinkle. We usually just sprinkle it on the top to make it easier. But we usually, yeah, it just depends on how you want to serve it. If you don't have time to do the whole kind of 
ordeal. You just roasted corn with a little coated cheese on the top with pepper and salt is fine. That sounds delicious. Well, of course, rolled in butter. I do not want to forget the rolled in butter part. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) How do you roast yours? Just in the barbecue. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that sounds delicious. Yeah, and then you've got, you know, corn on the cob, and you've got beans and um, your meat and, you know, tortillas and all those things. But growing up, we, my tío wouldn't let us prepare our plates. He's very particular. So he would prepare our plates for us. And he always put... All of his beans had a lot of cheese in them. Ooh, that is my kind of meal. Right yeah, there. it's delicious. Um, and he had homemade beans. You know, they've been starting uh, cooking for a couple of days. So they're they're incredible. Amazing. Yeah. My tío would make is, our meals for us. Tío means uncle, uncle in Spanish. So my my uncle would make our plates for us. So you have the beef, which was cooked in the crock pot. Mm-hmm. So it's easy, right? And it's like four things. Throw in a crock pot. It's done. It's cooked all night. You're done with that. You make the fresh salsa right before. Lots of chopping, but if you have a uh, Cuisinart or, you know, you have something. What are those called? What are those, you know, your chopper thing. Oh, you know, Rachel, when she was on here, she recommended those. Full, what? It's Full Star. Oh. I think it was called, and it's literally like a thing you pull down, and it has a grid, and it just oh, chops and it just chops. thing instantly. Yeah, Rachel's a professional. I'm just, I'm an you're amateur. You're talking about it like a Cuisinart like, food chopper. Yeah, like, like a, a food blade. processor. Like a yes, food processor, a food right? Processor. Yeah, a food processor. That has a chopper. Yeah, yeah, too. So it's easy to make salsa. You put all the, the ingredients. Mm-hmm. It's tomatoes, onions, white onions, oh, white onions. To make a salsa, yeah. To make a salsa, right? Easily throw that yeah. into a Lime, lemon, juice, salt, some halvey or a blender or something. that's yeah, it depending on how blender is a little too much though okay because it becomes too much of like a it's liquid more of a liquid that's this true. is more of a pico de gallo so it's more like a chopped situation so anyway you have your meat that's been cooking in the crock pot you have your fresh salsa which is easy you can get those ingredients anywhere um and then you have corn tortillas flour tortillas roasted corn the cojeta cheese cabbage or and or lettuce that's about it. I mean, really, it's what it is. Sometimes sour cream, but not all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So you've set that up, right? But my uncle would put his refried beans, black beans, refried beans, but the refried beans, he would put cheese in. That so there, and then, and then you would put it in a tortilla. Right, which makes it 10 times better. And then you would just stick it in a tortilla, and that's it. Oh, so bean tortillas. Just, be, just bean burrito. Or a bean burrito. Just, just a bean burrito. Uh, bean burritos make everyone happy we just had over like a whole crew of uh fourth grade boys no they're fifth grade at this point i don't know 10 15 boys and i just made them bean burritos and and you devoured them they devoured them and all of these i will have to say all of these kids have moms who can really cook i mean that are just making they're making them gourmet meals every night. <laughs> Chef's kiss wow. situation. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm, we're making bean burritos. Right. But then one of the kids come up and said, yeah, but your mom makes the best bean burritos. <laughs> and it just, I mean, I was sore and high it all day. Warmed your oh, heart. it warmed my heart. I felt like I had won the lottery that day because some kid had told me that I made good bean burritos. Um, but yeah, it's because also I heat up the tortilla on my open stove. Mm-hmm. That's I feel like heating it up in a pan, it doesn't give it that authentic feel. I want a little bit of a little charred, you know, like it's on an open flame yes. situation. So I've, I toss and turn them over my gas okay, stove. Okay, well, that's a, a great way to do it. Yeah. I have a very funny story. Speaking of a person telling you you're so great at something, <laughs> when they first 
was kind of a new thing, you know, when the hamburger helper came out and it okay. was like all the rage. Yeah. I tried the cheeseburger macaroni. Yeah. And there's only one good kind of those. <laughs> is in my cheeseburger? Which one is it? The beef stroganoff. Beef stroganoff. Right? Is, is decent. Yes. It's got to be the best one out of the bunch. Yes. That's yeah. when, when it first came out. <laughs> I, I haven't done it or used those for a very long time, but those were the two I would make. Yeah. Beef stroganoff or cheeseburger macaroni. So when my kids were little, yet same type deal, we had lots of friends over and I had made a couple of boxes of cheeseburger macaroni thinking I need a kid crowd pleaser. Right, right, right. Wasn't maybe a few hours later, the mom calls and is like, I have to have your recipe. My son just keeps going on and on about it. I about fell through the floor. I know. I know. <laughs> like, oh, do so I have awful. to admit it was from a box? <laughs> well, and that's why I can't brag about anything. I can just say, did you like the mini bar in your room? Because I am not a cook. So I'm just hoping that you got some sleep. Your earplugs are in. You got some good sleep. I have some reading lights in there. You got to read your book. You're comfortable. You're comfortable. You're well you had your own shower. Uh-huh. Um, own you know, you had, you had band-aids, you had your own space. <laughs> you know, you had a glass of wine if you wanted. And so when you get up and the food's not great, it doesn't matter. You Whatever. feel like you had I'm a good sure your food yeah. is amazing. No, then they had a good stay. <laughs> fast forward a few years. I will have to post this because it is another huge crowd pleaser or kid pleaser. We found a homemade hamburger helper recipe online and so you it's noodles and ground right beef, right but you make your own sauce which it, ground beef and noodles and anything kids are going to eat yes, really right I mean, any form sauce, of that it's just delicious and yeah. so it's very simple it's a one pot meal and it's definitely better than the everyone box. okay it's so easy okay to make. though everyone says one pot meal i am so oh it's just a one pot meal and it's never <laughs> it always it's never becomes <laughs> yeah it's always 75 dishes and it's like one pot but you have to first you have to sizzle and That's slice true. and do all these things in four other different pans and then you have to do all these things and then you've got to wash this out and then you've got Especially to measure if you have to cook the noodles separate or something like that See? but i really do think i mean i don't promise this but i really do think <laughs> that you brown your ground beef drain it then you put all your sauce ingredients in and then throw the noodles in there without like they cook and that's really a one pot meal. As it simmers. I really think it is, but don't hold me to this. Okay, I won't. <laughs> I where I while. know, where I know with the serving like a Mexican dish, which actually is really complex. Like their cuisine is actually a very complex cuisine. Their ingredients are actually complex and aren't always available. And there is such a varied variety, or varied and variety, same word. There's such a large variety of flavors in Mexican cuisine and there's all different regions of Mexico that are using all different kinds of ingredients that are local to them that, you know, I feel like having just five dishes is not doing service to a good Mexican meal or like five different sort of toppings or situations going on on the table. But I will say that, um, having, cooking the meal is not a huge cleanup situation. <laughs> All that dive, deep diving into Mexican cuisine, which I put on a pedestal and think is the best food in the world. That to say, it's not taking me as many dishes to make it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. It's it really is like the crock pot, heating up the beans and then cutting stuff up and putting it in some bowls. Mm-hmm. The dishes are minimal. Yeah. The di- it's one dishwasher load. You know, right. <laughs> the dishes not, are minimal. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's not, not a whole ordeal. Yeah. Goes off right, <laughs> right. Not at all. Not at all. It's not over. And the machaca, if they don't eat it, it freezes really well and it's, you can keep eating it. But yeah, it's just, it's simple. The cleanup is simple. 
Speaking of cleanup, do you have any particular tips that you would pass along regarding cleanup or just making cleaning easier or routine or how do you, I know you said you like to shop at the last minute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Everything's last minute. Do you also clean at the last minute? Um, I do clean at the last minute. I do that mad dash, but what I, I do do is like a couple days before I know people are coming over again for extended periods of time, not just for dinner, but if people are coming and staying at my home, the probably two days prior, I start doing deep cleaning Mm -hmm. and I do a lot of wiping and vacuuming and sort of preparing because what I love about that is you have to clean your house anyway, right? Is you've prepared for the guests. They've come, they've eaten. I do two things. One, I do not clean up right away when after guests have eaten because it make, this is my opinion. I mean, this isn't, you know, this isn't everyone's opinion, but I feel like it kind of forces people out of your home when you start cleaning and fixing up. It makes to them, it's a social sign that you're done and Mm. we're done for the evening and we've closed up shop. That's a good point. And so I don't hurry up. And now if you're serving dessert and you just want to clear the table so we can put dessert plates out or we're putting wine glasses out or there's another course we've moved from soup to salad or whatever it is, right. Or sandwiches or a bigger, thicker meal. But like I'm stacking the dishes. I, I don't load the dishwasher. I do not open the dishwasher while guests are over. That's a good point. I just think it's rude. Mm-hmm. That's a, I mean, now if someone did it to me, I'm not, I'm not offended right. if I go to your house and you open the dishwasher. But right. what it tells me is we're done here. Uh-huh. Having the dishes clean is more important than our conversation. Having dishes clean is more important than you having maybe another round of food. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're still hungry. Maybe you waited all day because you were busy to eat at my house. I want you to have three helpings of everything. Right. And enjoy the conversation. And enjoy it. With your company who's about to yes. walk out the door. I mean, they're not they're there gonna for leave. very long. Yeah, they're not there for very long. And the fact that in this busy life we lead, we can sit and have a meaningful meal with each other and converse is so important. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's missing a lot in people's lives. And I think one of the reasons my life feels full it's not necessarily because my schedule is full, but because I do leave time and I make time and I want time for people to come and be together and to fellowship with Ryan and I, with my husband and I and the kids. And we, some of our favorite nights are just when people come over and they stay late. Mm-hmm. But anyway, if you're cleaning up all your dishes and you're doing all the things that says, Hey, we're done here. See you later. We've got other things to do. We want to go to bed early. We're done. No, if they just get up and they say, We're, it's time for us to go, that's fine. <laughs> they don't have to stay all night. Right. And then I'll do the, I'll do a round of dishes. And sure. what I do, I do do the first round of picking up before I go to bed, but more than likely I actually don't clean till the next day because mm-hmm. I'm tapped. The dishwasher I'm, in the morning. Yeah. I'm tapped out. I've run around all day. I've done all the dishes. I've cleaned things. I've communicated. I've made sure everyone's okay. Um, I prepared food, whatever it is, right. Run in the last couple errands. And so I, I'm usually kind of spent by the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And then all those, the social energy is spent too. Yes. Well, and you have so. chosen the most important part of the hospitality. You know, you think of the Mary and Martha story. Yeah. The one who was sitting yeah. and listening and learning yeah. and just being a part of the conversation. Right. Was the one who was praised. Yeah, it's not so funny. <laughs> it's so easy to be the other one, you know, just worried about. It's when so the easier. Hostess. And I've been accused of that. Oh, I so many times accuse myself of it because I just <laughs> yeah. have that personality of, you know, I don't know why I do that. Yeah. It's just like, okay, well, it's let's common. get this orderly and let's move this out of the way as right. I'm doing it for the guests. 
you know? Right. Like I want to make sure that everything, all the dishes are out of their way and everything's stacked. And And everything looks pretty. Everything looks pretty and it's not, it's why you're not sitting down and enjoying them while they're there. Right. So... Yeah, like you said, clean later when they leave. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'll clear the table. And you know, the other thing that I do, and if people have come over to my house, they're like, oh, can I help with the dishes? And I always say no. And one, it's because I hate dishes and I don't want to do them at your house. (laughs) You're boycotting dishes. I don't don't want to, I don't want to do them at your house. I have the night off Mm -hmm. and I'm focused on other things like paying attention to you. Now, if I can see someone is struggling and they've had a long week and things are tough. Heck yeah. I'm going to do your dishes. I'm going to do your dishes. I'm going to mop your floors. Yeah. I'm going to take your kids to school. I'm going to, yeah, I don't right. mind doing chores at other people's house. It's kind of fun sure. doing chores at someone else's house. Right. It's better. Right. It's more fun. Than it's doing more it fun. Why house? is it? It's so fun. And so I don't mind doing that, but I think again, this is just, you know, opinion, but, um, I would prefer to spend my time with you. And I don't want you to feel like you have to do chores on my house. Mm-hmm. You didn't come over to do my dishes. And some people are like, no, we want to contribute. We like doing it. And, and for someone who's kind of forceful about it, like, and maybe it's because they socially feel uncomfortable. They feel like it's their role and they feel really strongly about it. And they continue to bring it up in conversation. I mean, have that at mm-hmm. like, here's the sponge, go for it. Right. Here's the dishwasher, right. go to town lady. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's fine. Or, you know, whoever it is, but I prefer for someone to not come over and clean up my house and just enjoy being over. Right. Just sit. Just enjoy being over. Just hang out. Yeah. Learn about each other. Learn about each other. Right. Move into the living room. Ask if they want coffee. Oh, that's the thing I had to learn about coffee. I don't drink coffee. I know. Don't give me that look. You would think that up north, that's a big. Yeah, but I grew up up after dinner. I know. I didn't. Right. Where we came from, Starbucks was the only coffee shop in town for years. Wow. That's. Oh, when Starbucks came to town, it was like. Wow. Wow. And Changed then, everything. <laughs> yes. But there's two Starbucks in the town that I moved from. A few local places have started that are cute and yeah. fun. None of them survive. Really? They do not survive. Really? And maybe it's because it's not a college town. Or yeah. Like the college just, town thing helps. Yes. Yeah. And, and just, it's hot. People just are not the same about coffee as they yeah. are up north. Right. So I've had to think that too. I try to offer decaf or regular. Right. Because some people can't have regular at night. Okay. But, but I just want to say though, they can't have regular at night, which is true. Right. I, this is what I've learned from coffee drinkers and hosting coffee drinkers and being okay, married and related because I do not. Here's know. the secret. <laughs> People who drink coffee want coffee all the time, no matter what, no matter where they are, no matter what time of day. So you're serious coffee drinkers. So you're real. If you offer people coffee, decaf, actually, right. they think right. it's like a, a cut yeah, word. <laughs> exactly. If you offer coffee to any crew at your house, they will say yes. Mm-hmm. And I've always been like, Oh, I don't have coffee. You know, like kind of because in my mind it's summer. And so you're drinking iced tea. Oh no, no friend. Mm-hmm. People want coffee all the time. No matter. <laughs> and they never say no. So, right. I, so this other thing I have actually is I have to go coffee cups to go, oh, to go coffee. Cups. I have to go cups. Just, do you buy them in bulk. the store? You can buy them in store when it's seasonal. Like right now I have ones because it's Halloween. I have ones with like skulls all over them. They're just like black and white and they have skulls and they have the to go lid. Uh-huh. And so if people are at my house for lunch or dinner and they want a cup of coffee, I say, you know what? I'll, I can put it in a to go cup for you. And usually they say yes. Cause they're like, they love it because they can refill on their way out. 
and it's not five dollars stop it's not, somewhere. Right. It's not it's not a five to ten dollar stop somewhere. <laughs> One and two, I'm not asking for a mug back or a travel right. mug back. So I buy those a lot. They're always stocked at my house. That is a great idea. And it takes up the same room as a cup, right? right? It's not taking up a ton of space in your house. Right. It's taking up the same amount as a, as a like drinking glass, Sure. same amount of space and a cupboard. So I always have a stack of those. And then when I've got unruly children that are coming over or even well-behaved children that are coming over and let's say it's fall, like right now mm-hmm. I have apple cider and I give them apple cider in their own to go cups and then they can run around with those or they could take them when they leave our house or they can throw them away and they're done. And it's just and one less thing I have to worry about. Yeah. You can write their names. If it's not whack. And kids yeah. love it. They feel special. Mm-hmm. Adults feel special. They're like, Oh, I get a to go drink. Yeah. It just makes people feel like they were loved on a little bit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I do have a stash of those. Very good tip. Yeah. It's part I of the hospitality thing. Gosh, Absolutely. you have to get it out of me. I don't remember all these things. <laughs> yeah, so it's nice. I The other reason why I clean a couple days before I do a deep clean, and I don't do a lot of cleaning the night before uh, or try to you know give the sign that we're done here, is because often I like to host a lunch either the next day or the day after, and I use all of the same things. So I'm just like washing the dishes and sort of picking up. Mm-hmm. But it, if I make enough food, I'm using, I just add some more ingredients. I'm using the same food, the same decor on the table, the same China, like all of the same items, and then having a power lunch the next day. And then I hand them their coffee or their tea or their cider or whatever it is to go in a cup. And I've been able to kind of feed another round of women or people that are on the go. Mm-hmm. So I do that too. Well, that is nice. a great idea to yeah. have enough to have leftovers because then you also don't want to be in your kitchen cooking when you're guests, especially if you have overnight guests. Right. I exactly. Have something in the freezer or, or right. like you're saying leftovers. Yeah. It's great. Who wants to be cooking for four hours while someone's there and lunch while someone's there. Yeah. I always, could yeah, be doing it's the something worst fun like visiting or going yeah. to a farmer's market or yeah. Or hanging or out, going to get coffee, yeah. going for a walk. Going yeah. And at the whole time people are over, you're preparing food. Now, obviously there's different people that, I mean, you have to really kind of feel it out because some people love that. They love sitting in the kitchen together and preparing a meal together. That's true. My family's not like that. That's not how we are. We're everyone stays at the kitchen. One person sort of does what they're going to do. And then we all join. We're not sort of a collaborative chef everyone family, but some, right. But some people love that. And that's sure. part of their family culture and their family life. And that's, and they love it, mm-hmm. but that's not some, that's just not something I'm used to and have created in my own home. Mm-hmm. Mostly it's, we love you. We want to host you. And we're going to do everything to make your stay with us wonderful and feel like you're at home. And then we'll send you on your way. <laughs> I need to schedule a stay. <laughs> yeah. You want to schedule a stay? So I can check out. My daughter might do a spa day with sure. you. She loves you. She probably is like, Oh, can we do spa day while she's here? What does she do for spa day? <laughs> oh my gosh. She has a whole scene set up. She has every so kind of thing. Sweet. Oh yeah. She, so she'll do it for you. Come, not only do they have a mini bar, <laughs> they have a spa on hand. Yeah. The nails on. They'll get a facial. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I do in the shower have two different kinds of shampoo and conditioner and a body wash for men. That's a good a, idea. A body wash good for women. Point. So one for each mm-hmm. male, female, and then, um, a shampoo and conditioner. And then I have, um, what's his name? It's the most obvious thing. Dr. Bronner's soap. But I have Dr. Bronner's baby soap that has nothing in it. So again, if someone has skin issues or wants to take a shower 
and they don't want to, they don't like the shampoo or the, I don't know, whatever. It's a non-allergic yeah, type. Yeah, it's non-allergenic. It's easy. There's no smell. It won't bother their skin. And so I, I, I do have some of that in the guest shower so that people can feel like they... That's a great idea. Yeah. And I try to keep an extra hair dryer. If you have Oh, a, I have an extra hair dryer in there. If yes. You have a guest bath yes. and an extra hair dryer. I have an extra hair dryer, extra towels. Check check to make sure you have yep. toilet paper under the sink. Oh my gosh, that's a big thing. <laughs> that's so funny. We had guests last night and they were like, We don't you know, um, my daughter came out and said, Mom, they don't have toilet paper. I was like, It's actually it's underneath there. It's in their cabinet. I, you know, I always put extra. The they just didn't open the cabinets. Yeah. But I always put it right next to the toilet underneath. I so always do there. too. And then I don't know why I hadn't checked it, but I think it wasn't some dire emergency, but I did have <laughs> someone say, where is the toilet paper? I'm like, oh, it's right there under the sink. And I opened the cabinets and lo and behold, there was nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, that so happens. I try to ooh, remember to check that before we have guests coming. The over. other thing is when you have the last minute guests where you're not expecting someone and you don't want to say no is I, I mean, I swear by just Clorox bleach wipes. So I have a tub of those, you know, the kind of plastic container of those underneath. So I can, I sometimes I'll say, Oh, excuse me. I need you to use the restroom. And I just go in there and I just wipe everything down about, it takes about the same time as using the restroom. And I just seriously wipe the toilet, you know, yeah. all over, wipe the floor, uh-huh. then take another one, you know, do the sink, wipe off the faucets, yes. make sure straighten out the rug. And some, you know, sometimes wipe the floor. If there's anything there, throw it in the toilet, flush it. And, I'm and like, two oh, minutes yeah, I'm later, done. your bathroom's Right. Clean. And two minutes later is my bathroom. Uh-huh. So sometimes I do and that. I that trick. Cut and you, oh, you can you always close everything. To- you don't have yeah. to have scrubbed the tub, scrubbed the No, no, the toilet, not at all. You're right. I mean, yeah, just a quick, That's a great or they're coming in five Clorox minutes. Wipes. Yeah, Clorox wipes, I always have in each bathroom. So I can do just a really quick wipe down because you don't want your a female coming over and having to use it. You know, you've had a bunch of little boys at your house all day. It's just, <laughs> oh, it's awful. So I try to kind of clean. I just learned that trick from my mom. She always has a little bit of cleaning supplies in the back. And I think most people do, but mm-hmm. it's a good reminder. Yeah, I, I can't scrub right now. Right. But I can wipe everything down quickly mm-hmm. and make it a toss clean it. spot. Right. Clean spot. So, and then I always have clean towels in a drawer so I can, if someone needs a last minute shower, staying last minute while they're in the shower, I can change out sheets. Mm-hmm. I'm whispering. I can change out sheets. <laughs> well, some, you know, you kind of do the, you kind of do the tricks of the trade, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, it's fun. To, and I always put books and magazines too. You know, when you're bored or you have insomnia at someone house, someone's house, it's nice to have. Something, you know, to, something look to look at. And, oh, and having the Wi-Fi password oh, so your guests can get that. Idea. That's always to a good thing. Posted, maybe a posted or a little card or just before they go to bed, you say, do you need anything? Would you like the Wi-Fi password? I always ask. Yes. Give it to them. That's a great idea because if they're on a laptop. If, if yeah, on the laptop or our service data. isn't great. Yeah, or your service isn't great. So it's nice to have just mm-hmm. that and option. And then if they're pulling it out at midnight because they can't sleep, exactly. all of a sudden, oops, yeah, exactly. we don't have it. So we have yeah, and here I am in someone's in some strange house and I can't sleep. I also do one hard pillow and one softer pillow. That is a great point. I have I, had the same oh my thought gosh, about right? pillows. Because pillows are a big topic for me. Are, <laughs> <laughs> pillows should be a huge topic yeah, for everyone. They should be. Because hard pillows hurt some people's necks and some people love them some people love them yep soft pillows and it's vice versa some people need soft pillows yeah because it's the only way they can get comfortable and other people hate them i know i feel like i do one hard and then i do a soft on top that is ideal because you can do 
you can remove the hard, you can remove the soft, you can do combo. I'm a combo person myself. I like the, you know, I'm the combo person. And then I only have two or three decorative pillows on the, on the guest bed, but I'm, I hope that they use them if they are on, if people are uncomfortable, I hope that they can use. Do you have a favorite brand of pillow? I don't, but I don't, I do change them out often because I'm worried about allergies do you wash your pillows? I do not wash my pillows. I have um, allergy cases, like special cases to put yes. over them for allergens. And then I just throw pillows away and get new pillows. Mm-hmm. And then I wash and bleach the allergen, you know, special sure. pillowcases, the, cover. the covers. And then I replace those. And then I put pillowcases back over. I have, I have pillows that I wash and dry that are, you can dry on hot. Yeah. And kills kill, everything. Kill everything. Yeah. Um, but they aren't the regular, they were, these are particularly from Ikea. And so instead of it being a big, hard mass, right. right, right. I mean, I have washed those too, but a lot of times they end up lumpy when you, yeah, they're lumpy. That's why I don't do it. Yeah. They don't, they don't wash right. Yeah. And so they're never the same. They're never the same. These from Ikea have some kind of different feeling where it's not, it's maybe smaller pieces, but I've also had the thought of these are cheap. Right. And maybe they're too yeah. Soft. I don't know. Right. I, I haven't come across the. And, but if you've pillow. got too soft, if you're sleeping in someone's house and you have too soft and your head just sinks and then it's like mm-hmm. the pillows, little, you know, you're just sinking in, <laughs> right you're almost disappearing ears. and your neck is trying to hold up your, you know, face all night. So you're using your arms, you know, to kind of prop yourself <laughs> up. It's miserable. the worst, <laughs> but I've been to hotels like that too. I mean, we were just talking about, uh, with someone else who I know is an amazing hostess recently about staying at hotels with, with bad pillows. Um, I have a issue with pillows. I think pillows should be replaced often and they should be, you know, perfect just the way you need them at home mm-hmm. because sleep is just so important it and is. I'm not a good sleeper and I struggle with insomnia. And so having a pillow that I can sleep on is super important. That so it's you're funny not having to drag yes. through the airport, <laughs> right? That I'm not having to drag through the airport. You know, you've read I've how, read your, Oh gosh, your, uh, the worst about <laughs> People People taking their public pillows. Full size pillow to the airport. If you're listening and you've taken a full size pillow to the airport and on the plane with you, shame on you. In defense (laughs) of those people, they can wash and dry the case potentially. They never do. do. People, if they do, do. people who bring full size pillows onto planes are not the same people that are conscious. Of the pillow case Being situation. As soon as they land. Yeah, they don't. Okay. Or well, when they, before they left, because your dirty pillow, they're like, oh, oh. what you're bringing up when they land. Yes. I'm talking about when they're dragging it wave, through the They've dragged it through. It's already laying in their disgusting bed. <laughs> and then they, and I'm not even like a germaphobe or anything. I mean, I'm pretty gross. Okay. I'm just like, but you've already taken it from your private place, your private chamber of your home, which God knows what's happening there. And then you're dragging it through the airport. You're putting it through security, right? Where everyone's got you their have, shoes, oh, all this nasty you, stuff. It has to go through the conveyor belt. It has to go in the conveyor belt. And even if it's like, well, I put it in a bin. You know what else is in my bin? My shoes you, that just walked all over the city. you know how many times those bins have been used and never, never. Oh, they've never washed. Of course never. Not. For of course years. Not. Of course not. <laughs> how do you think bed bugs get around? So anyway, <laughs> they go in the conveyor belt. Then you're laying them all over the chairs, all over in the airport, or you're walking them through to get coffee or a burger at the airport, which is, <laughs> you know, what it is. And then you go onto the plane and then you're that pillowcase that has just gone through all of that trauma is then right next to my body and my face. <laughs> and I have to smell it. That's what made that me is so like that. I'm done with these people. 
That's what right? made me laugh because I'm like, okay, well, it could be washed, you know, when they land or whatever. When they land. But it's the point of these giant full-size pillows touching all the other oh, yes. passengers and being... People like, oh, you can wash a pillowcase, pillow. but it, it doesn't matter. If they wash it, let's say they washed it before they left their house. Uh-huh. Which just they Just for point of the argument, yeah, which no one does. They their bed. Let's say, yeah, they're like, ooh, fresh pillowcase, now I'm in the airport. Yeah, but then they drag it all through the airport and through the plane and their dirty hands and they've taken it and maybe they had to go to the bathroom. I don't what? know. So maybe it's in the bathroom too oh, at the airport. It would have to be it, in the bathroom. Most, everyone pees they before to... they fly. You know, it's just disgusting. It, it, it at some point has to be in the bathroom because it has to be. unless they have somebody traveling exactly. with them that holds it for them exactly. all the time. And maybe they do. Let's say they do. Maybe they're like, you know what? No, I never take it in the bathroom. You know, I always fly with someone. I mean, we can make all their arguments. And I'm like, okay, so you left your pillow freewheeling it, you know, like just out in the open in the airport, someone sitting on someone's stuff, on someone, someone else's clutching. It's not even other people touching it. Or it's on top of a suitcase that also got dragged all over Tarnation. Oh, and went through the conveyor belt. And went through the conveyor belt. And by the way, that suitcase was probably just got pulled out of the bathroom because they someone wheeled it in there and then wheeled it yes. back out. And then you're like, can you well, hold my pillow? And then it cracks me up in the line you know yeah. the security agent yeah they sometimes or maybe all the time i don't know but they have gloves on right they don't change their gloves no of course so not. they have gloves i guess not. to protect themselves yeah. from your germs but one of them one time was rifling through my food bag and right before he got to mine yeah i saw him rifling through somebody else's bag i'm like okay he's gonna switch gloves for clean gloves before he goes through my food, food bag right no of course same not. gloves i guess that had touched 45 other people's Food bag. Oh, sure. Whatever he's sure. searching. All day long. Oh, like, and his nose oh. and his face. <laughs> right? Like, I am glad. And I- again, I am not, I mean, I almost sound hypocritical saying all these things because I, I really like having my clothes clean when people come over and you're like, Faith, you just talked about Clark's bleach wipes and wiping things down when people come over. I mean, it might sound like I'm one kind of person. I'm actually kind of filthy. Um, I've always been, a, I was a dirty kid. I'm a dirty artist. I like to camp. I don't. I'm not weird about washing hands. I don't, uh, if a fork falls on the ground, I'm going to pick up and use it. Like I'm just, you're not a germaphobe. I'm not a germaphobe. I relish in mess. Like I'm fine with it. Uh, I can sleep but on dirty laundry. I'm like, the line. but I draw the line at you bringing your mess into me that I don't get to decide. <laughs> on. Like, here's the deal. I didn't get to decide whether your dirty mess got to be in my face. <laughs> It's like a personal <laughs> choice thing. <laughs> like I've decided I'm going to pick up the fork and eat off violated. of it. Right? right. Like I've, I have the, the fork falls on the ground. I've made the conscious choice of like, you know what? Yeah. That I, a risk assess, right? Okay. I've assessed this risk. Yes. The fork's fine to me. I'm going to use it off the floor and I'm going to eat this food. And I've taken that risk, but whatever your pillow situation is, I have <laughs> not, not decided that, that. Yeah. And I can't assess the risk because I can't ask all the questions. Right. Hey, lady sitting next to me uh what's your life like you know what is where yeah do you have bed bugs where have you been what do you do with this pillow like i don't i don't get to assess anything how many miles has this pillow? yeah why does it smell like that you know because everyone's got their own head smell what which you know what are your thoughts (laughs) dirty hair laying on their pillow just all the things what are your thoughts on neck pillows oh I'm all about the neck pillow. Okay, see, neck Here's, pillows could be a safe, you know, they're, they're it's a little totally small. The, it's smaller, the best option. Personal space. It's personal space. You don't have to touch it. They usually don't use it in their bedroom. Right. It's something they just use for travel. They're easy to wash. Let's say someone never washes it. It's not touching me. Right. It's touching it's the seat. in your air. Right. It's seat. touching the seat, but they wipe those down. They're supposed to be wiping those down. But yeah, just your own 
giant queen size pillow is just, <laughs> it also just tells me like you're the laziest person in the world. <laughs> you know, it's just I will not. Like you're wearing, those people are wearing pajamas. If I have carried a pillow in the airport, what I'm also saying is, is you probably (laughs) did you wear pajama pants while you're carrying it? Because most people who are wearing, who are holding this pillow, are also wearing pajama pants. I can to the I airport slippers potentially. Yeah. Or some kind of like a dirt, a tennis shoe, which is fine, which is what you should be wearing. One tip on pillows, which I, <laughs> I will not carry. I actually have carried. My son has a cowboy's neck pillow and I'll be stomping through the airport. Oh, I'd now. wear it. Yeah. And just one be time, comfortable. Um, somebody was saying something about the team. Like, I don't know. Go Cowboys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I didn't See, say, the neck like pillow can bring people together. Yes. A neck pillow can we bring people together. No one's going to say, hey, nice together. lumpy queen pillow that you slept on last night. <laughs> there's no, uh, uh, no. camaraderie. With yeah. There's no community building off over that. If I can find it, I'm not sure if it's still sold, but I had a friend years ago research like the best pillow. Right. And it's another one you can wash and dry because the inside was not a big lump. And right, I right, have right. had it for years. It is so comfortable. If I can find it, I'll post it. Yeah. Um, but I wash it and dry it all the time. Yeah. And that's the thing about travel pillows is they usually come in a traveling case, which mm-hmm. protects it. Right. So, when you put it through the conveyor belt or you have to lay it down because you got to dig through your backpack or your purse or your carry-on and it hits the floor, it's not the end of the world because them, it's yes, been protected. Most of case. them have a little case. And if they don't have a case, put it in a bag. Right. Put a plastic bag, any kind of bag. Walmart bag or something. Any bag you can stick it. You don't have to spend a ton of money. Put it in a bag. And then when you take it out, it's clean. You can put it near your face and your head and your neighbor. We're talking about you know, trout, the other people in our environment, not just us, they don't have to deal with whatever it is, the stank or the, you know, your hygiene <laughs> the issues, unwashed the pillow. unwashed pillow or the space as you like it brushing up against you. And then you put it back in your little case and you stick it in your sure. bag and you walk it off the plane. Clean. Yeah, it's clean. This pillow I'm talking about, they had a full size and a travel. It was small enough. It wasn't a neck pillow, but it was small enough that you could put in your suitcase. That's what in I have. You couldn't be comfortable at somebody else's yeah. home. Because you like if you have trouble oh. sleeping on somebody else's pillows. Oh my gosh! Small, Please try to find this. I will try to find it because that is a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. it's a small little rectangle, but it just was so comfortable because you can kind of get it right. No, it just really. It, so I have a couple of friends <laughs> who have that and they carry it everywhere, but it's small enough to put in there. I'm telling you, you get to a certain age where you're like, yeah, I need sleep, mm-hmm. and I can't the go. Yeah, I can't go a night. <laughs> like this without without sleep or with your neck. Right. And again, to, to bring it back, that's why I'm so sort of cognizant of those issues. When people come to stay with me, I think about all the hotel, this is the best way to start when you have guests, what are, what were my favorite hotels and why? Mm-hmm. And if you've never stayed in a five-star hotel or even a four-star hotel or a place that you enjoyed, when did I stay at someone else's home and I had the best night's sleep? Like what about it made me feel that way? And for me, it was quiet, a good pillow, extra blankets, Mm -hmm. earplugs, (laughs) right? Like those were the things that made, and oh, and also blackout curtains or windows. So there was nothing looking, but those were kind of an okay. And the other thing was getting up in the middle of the night and being able to get a glass of water or a drink and not knowing where people's things are and the sink and the water and it's unfamiliar and it's two o'clock in the morning and you don't want to wake anybody up. And that's why I do put the water and the snacks in the room. That's such a great idea. Yeah. Such a great idea. What is your must have kitchen item? Speaking of the kitchen. Okay. My must have kitchen item is 
This is a good question because I don't you have lots. <laughs> no, I don't have any really this, particular things. That stands out. No, I th- no. The only thing I do um, love having is I love having um, a bowl of fruit, which sounds like that's not a must-have kitchen item. But I like having a bowl out with fruit and vegetables Mm -hmm. and I have it year round and I have it no matter what, because it tells me and my family that there's food, Mm -hmm. which I think is comforting and feels safe Mm -hmm. that there's always something to eat, right? You can always grab an apple. You can always grab a pear. You can always grab a banana. You can always grab something to eat. It reminds people to eat in a sort of a healthy way. And it's an instant snack. It's an instant snack. You're having trouble making it till dinner time. Exactly. And I'm an artist and my environment and how things look and feel is so vital to how I function. So seeing that it's always beautiful. It's never bad. No. I never look at a bowl of fruit and think, <laughs> you know, I usually both, Oh, that's, that's pretty. Mm-hmm. Or I like those colors or, and, and put it in a bowl you love and care about the bowl that I have is um, an artist named Tate rich. Who's a, a, a potter in Southern Arizona, who's a friend gave me this bowl. And so it means more obviously to me. And it's one of those, if there was a fire, it's one of those things I want to grab, but I like the idea that your kitchen counter is clean and the bowl of fruit says, this is where we eat. This is where we gather. And this is pretty. <laughs> yes. And you can grab any of this anytime. Yeah. And you can, and it's open for grass. It's open season. And when it's out, I always then can take stock of it. I always know what I have. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're out of apples. We need lime. People are coming over. They want cocktails. I'm out of limes. People are coming over. We need lemons. People, you know, I need another onion for dinner or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So it always, I always like have an idea of what I have going on in the produce department when it's out on my counter. And I don't like a cluttered counter. I like my counters very clean. So having just the bowl of fruit and a beautiful bowl or a bowl that I care about or is meaningful to me, it does something for me when I go in my kitchen. It makes me really happy to walk in my kitchen and see that. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. So do you, nothing practical. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a funny story? Oh gosh. When it comes to hospitality, have you ever had guests over and had a disaster or something funny you can share? (laughs) I have had, I don't remember any off the top of my head. I wish I would have thought about this question before. I don't have any off the top of my head. I mean, there has definitely been disasters. There's definitely been the clogged toilet. You know, there's definitely been our dog came and ate something that you brought in your suitcase, you know, like a snack or something, you know, got so awful. Uh, there's definitely been, um, the kid that spends the night that wets the bed and you want them to feel, you don't want them to feel awkward or uncomfortable. And you want them to feel like they're protected in the secret safe with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another thing where it's something uncomfortable to talk about, but I think it's important to talk about is when people's mm-hmm. children are at your house that you make them feel like, um, they can talk to you and can be open with you if they need something, even if it's just a glass of water. Yes. So I always, one of the things I have in my kitchen is a snack drawer and it's a bottom drawer. So any kid, any size can get in there and it's always got granola bars and chips and whatever, just snacks. And so if someone, a little kid, God forbid, doesn't like the food you make, which is going to happen, they can have a snack. Um, or they're just hungry and they, on a different schedule than your family that can feel free to eat something. And I always show them where it is. And then I show them where the cups are usually like, here's where you can get a cup for a glass of water. Yes. So I like to show 
even small, pretty small kids, they're usually they fine. Very important. They feel important and they feel like they're an important part of, be, they're a part of the host to seeing, you mm-hmm. know, sure. situation and they are loved on. So I usually show kids the things. The other thing I do is if a kid, I have cots and I have blow up mattresses mm-hmm. for extra kids in addition to the guest room. And if someone has an accident mm-hmm. in the morning, I usually go and check kids' beds mostly just because it's, there's something sharp and there's candy in the bed, not usually because of that. But, um, if I notice something's different or the, the child comes or the mother comes to my attention, I just, I don't say anything. I just, I got it. Mm-hmm. I do the whisper. I got it. I strip the sheets while the kids are out playing. So they don't yeah, even know. You were just going to wash. I like, anyway. I just, Oh, I got to wash all the sheets today. Mm-hmm. I make it like they don't, it's not that I didn't notice. I throw in the washing machine. I have a couple extra sets of twins sheets. You just throw new ones on. Throw new ones on and act like it never happened. I think one. And I think kids who have had accents in our house have come over again and again. And and they don't feel uncomfortable. And I don't want them to feel that way. And it's um, obviously like a complex issue with kids. And it doesn't matter the age of kids. It's not just a three-year-old. So we've had older kids that have had the same issue at our house. And my the my kids don't know that it happened either, mm-hmm. right? It's completely no kids, no one. No, it's literally something I lo- it's lock and key yes. for me. My, my husband doesn't even know. I mean, I just no one knows. I just take care of it. Yes. And and, and if the mother and I talk about it or the parents talk about it, that's fine. There's a conversation, but I don't ever want a kid who has an accident at my house to feel uncomfortable and feel ashamed. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll go, Oh, Hey, I'm doing a little laundry. You want to do some clothes? If I notice something, Hey, I'm doing all the dirty clothes. Let me grab your clothes. You can bring clean clothes home. And they, they, I mean, you just give them the wink. I usually give them the wink and they give me everything and then I'll go wash it and fold it and stick it back wherever they need it. But yeah, yeah. anyway, it's one of those, it's one of those things you don't think about when you're hosting, but it's so important. When you have your own little kids or have raised small kids, it actually, I know in, in my house, when I had lots of young kids over, I would put down, um, waterproof mattress. Yeah. You have the mattress pads. And you can, before it even happens, you can kind of introduce the topic with the mom as if (laughs) this can be a problem. Right. I never, I've never done that. I should do that. Waterproof mattress pads. We do have waterproof mattress pads. Yeah. I have them. Yeah. 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 But if if you say, you know, something like, Hey, we have waterproof mattress pad on the bed for the kids. I mean, if anything happens, don't worry about it. Right. Tell the mom to not worry about it too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. I don't do that. Or not, you know, sure. Ahead of time. Right. You know, it kind of gives them the Right. And sometimes they a problem. Don't worry about it. Right. And sometimes the kid is just, they're nervous in a new environment and it's, they don't usually even do it at home, but because they're in a new environment and they don't feel comfortable, they do it. And I want to be aware of that too. Mm -hmm. So like, no, it's fine. You know, Mm -hmm. but I don't. Some kids are just really, really deep sleepers. There's lots of reasons. And there's deep sleepers and they're in a new home and they don't know where the bathroom Mm -hmm. is. And it's, I have night lights that lead from the kid's room to the bathroom. Our house is very small, by the way. This isn't like this. We have this huge house with a guest suite. And, and so that's why we host a million people. We have a small house, but we do have a guest room with an attached bathroom, which helps. And that makes a huge difference. But I do have night lights for kids who come and stay so that they can find them. They annoy me <laughs> when I'm at home. It's just my kids. Sometimes I pull them out because they're too bright for me, right. but I plug them in when we have guests so they can get to the and bathroom. At least at if you can unplug them, so can the guests. It's a great option exactly. because... It's, it's for the little kids. Scared of the dark. Exactly. It's so for the little guys. For the- yeah. The adults are fine, but it's, it's for the little guys when they stay upstairs with my kids. Mm-hmm. I, I put those in there so that they can feel. Well, yeah. that's great for guests. I know in our house and I don't know where I'm sure you can find them. This was a special when you walk down a seasonal aisle at Sam's club one time. Yeah. It's been the greatest purchase <laughs> ever, <laughs> but it was a 
I guess a two pack because we have two of them, but they're night lights that you plug in the bathroom that are motion detectors. Oh my gosh, I need some of those. You need some. I do. So I need I some. So when they walk in the hallway, when you I've down, seen them. I've yes. seen the motion detector ones. So I've seen those. I should buy those. All, we have them in our bathrooms. The hallway would be genius for guests. Um, yes, I need to do that. We have them in our bathroom, and so as soon as you walk in the bathroom. It comes on and it's yeah. just the smallest little glow, but it's enough. Just enough. It's yeah. just enough where you're to not, not feel being scared bonded. if you're a little good. You can yeah. go to the bathroom in the night, do whatever you need to do. Right. In fact, that's the only thing I use in the morning when I'm trying to wake up. When I first stagger <laughs> into that's the bathroom, funny. that motion light, little tiny motion, uh, yeah, it's all you need. Goes it's all you need. It's like <laughs> that's what I have to acclimate to before oh, I turn on the real light. That is so funny. <laughs> That's funny. So I would highly recommend those too. And you can yeah. have those in the room, in the hallway, yeah. because then when the kid moves or if they get out of bed to go right. to the bathroom, it comes on. Right. But it's not on all night. Right. So anyway, that's reminding yeah. me. I probably Lots of things. It's so funny. Lots of things to talk about in the guest overnight space. I mean, there's so many things that you can do, but... I think having people for over for dinner, it's just an extension of that, right? It's the same thing. It's preparation. It's thinking about what would make you comfortable when you would go to someone else's house or what sort of your, if you can conjure back, like what did it feel like to have my best experiences with others mm-hmm. and then trying to recreate that in your home. Um, and then, you know, so just, just extend the hours, right? It's not just a dinner at six, but then it, to the next morning or the next day at lunch, what does that look like and feel like? You don't need to clean up around all around when your guests are there the whole time. Right. Now, when all they get, when I do overnight guests, though, I do say this. When my overnight guests go to their room, their guest quarters, if you will, guest quarters. and shuts the door, I spend 10 to 20 minutes picking up. I straighten things. I get the pillows, you know, I kind of, so they don't wake up and it's like, oh my gosh, we lived a disaster last night. <laughs> right. You know, I put all the, I put the dishes in the sink. Um, I wipe up some things. I move laundry. I go and check the restroom. I kind of just do a walkover just like you would a mom at night. Yes. You know, kind of the same thing with littles where you pick up at night. I do the same thing. So when the guests wake up, it's not chaos in the morning. I, you know, straighten everything out and pick up. But yeah, I, again, it's like, okay, they're coming over at sick. What did you prepare for them then thinking about what you loved about being at someone's house, excuse me, or hotel or whatever it is. And just kind of creating that whole experience all the way to the next day is kind of my goal. Usually mm-hmm. I have a really funny story of trying to anticipate what a guest would like. I really do try to find out if they're cold natured or hot natured. Yes. We have, yes. I'm cold natured. So I always, we're the same. The, we're always cold. <laughs> yes, we're always all cold. my worst memories are always, I was cold. <laughs> I remember the blankets. So yes, I would me too. Put way too many blankets on somebody's bed, pile the blankets in, and then they're boiling hot, and so they need a fan. <laughs> I have had yeah. a guest stay who's just very hot natured, and of course up north, I've had to remember yeah. be sure to tell them they can crack a window, right? A fan, fan. right? But right. one time I tried to anticipate. Oh, another thing you tell them to just close the vent, like if they're yes, cold I do the same thing. If the heater's on, on, I'm like, yeah, I tell them here's the yeah, I'm like here's the vent. It gets warm in here. Yes. Yeah. But one time, this was years ago, my twin sister was coming to visit and she lived up north and I was still in the south. And in the south, you run air conditioning all the time in the right, summertime. Right, of course. But I'm thinking, well, I wonder if it'll be too hot at night for her. She's used to the cold. Right. That north is always yeah. chillier. And so maybe I should keep the air running all night, you know? Like, yeah, to keep her comfortable. Be comfortable. Was she freezing? She 
Oh my gosh. She said she froze yeah. all night. Yeah. And I mean, she knew, knew where our blanket cabinet was. So hopefully I think she got a couple of extra blankets. But still she talked about how cold it was. But she's like, your twin identical twin sister. Yes. So she can like yeah, sense like, where things are. Yes. Where a stranger would be like, Oh, he's freezing was, all night. Yes, I was mortified. I'm like, Oh, I kind of left the air. But air conditioning cold. Like <laughs> yes. But air conditioning cold, as you know, cause you're, we're both from hot places. Air conditioning cold is different than outside cold. Yes. So I actually can do outdoors cold sometimes better than I can do air conditioning well, cold. Air conditioning like a grocery store, shut it, shut it down. A grocery store, I need a parka, I need extra socks, I gotta have a beanie on just to go to the grocery store, mm-hmm. right? But I can do, a, but a fall walk, I I can manage it, right? right? So it's funny, it's and like a different feeling. And you're moving too. Yeah, outdoors, it's just different. You're outdoors. Usually. But if I'm laying still, oh my gosh. Uh-huh. I'm yes. cold. I'm so cold right now in this that, room. I cranked up the temperature <laughs> and we were both comfortable. Yeah. So funny. Right now I'm wearing jeans, long sleeve shirt. We're in a place that's not, I'm cold because I've been sitting still. Right. My feet are freezing right now. Yes. <laughs> well, on that note, we should end it. So no, no, it's walk. fine. It's fine. But yeah. <laughs> and warm up her toes. Yes. And warm up my toes. But well, thanks for having enjoyed, me. Yes. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah. I have enjoyed this conversation so much because so far we have not talked about overnight guests and tied dinners into having extended company. And so I have loved yeah. the ideas that have come from this conversation. Oh yeah. The thing, yeah. The, the Mexican food the next morning, if you scramble eggs, and put some of the meat in it and fresh salsa is delicious. So you can actually kind of continue and use a lot of those same leftovers in an omelet and for breakfast the next day. So you've got a two for one there. If you've got overnight guests, you could even make a breakfast burrito. You make break. We make breakfast burritos all the time. I love those. You just and scramble the eggs tip, and put everything I else there. I haven't mentioned it already. Yeah. The raw tortillas you can buy in oh, the yeah. grocery store yeah. are the best. Yeah. And you literally cook them on each side for 30 seconds. Right. Right. And they're in the refrigerated section. They are, yeah. they, I discovered them just a couple of years ago. I'm sure they've been around a lot longer. Yeah, than they've that. been around. I'm not a huge fan of those. You're not. I but some them. people love them. It's just a, it's a personal taste, though. I'm yeah. sure my guests would love them, too. I just, you it's just not. buy the package. Yeah, I buy the package tortillas. Yeah, and I usually, um, when I was in Phoenix, sometimes we get home, homemade tortillas, which are always the best. Now, Obviously, if I could have that now if we now if we could have homemade tortillas here, that's that, that is the option. Does anybody make them up here? Is there any I don't kind know. of Tex-Mex or Mexican up here? No, okay. not that I know of. Not that you know of. I mean, if you find out, let us know. To be discovered. <laughs> to be knows, discovered. To be determined discovered. and to be discovered. Because if someone was making their own tortillas and sold them, I would be all about. Oh, me too. I I would pay. I would pay in gold bars for those. <laughs> well, maybe I'll start making. <laughs> yeah, this, I'm tortillas. sorry. There is money to be made here. <laughs> Because hey, I will, sh- my house I will, I will, gold bars. I will pay one gold bar for one gold, gold tortilla. Whoa. Hey, gold doubloons. I've got to go, go make some homemade tortillas. Bye. Yeah. Make some sauce. <laughs> I'll make sauce. I'll bring it. Okay. okay. Sounds like a plan. We've got to go more important things. No, <laughs> really. This has been fun. You can find all of the recipes and I'll, I will post all of her tips, changes, additions. Yes, additions. I'm sure about. I forgot. I'm sure I forgot all the things. So we'll, we'll I'll add. Make sure it's printed up, and so you can just do a quick print from a PDF. Yes, and yes, it's we on can do that. Comeoverfordinner.com, and yeah, like and share the show with your friends. Thank you. <laughs> Happy fall, y'all. Happy fall, y'all. <laughs> Till next.